Hi, hello, hey. This is Tia. This is Rose. And welcome to Pooh Queen Squared. Part one. Hood <laughs> Queen Square Part One. Season so, finale. Season finale. Oh Lord. Is this is this a, actually what episode fourteen? I think the last Man. one was thirteen. Yeah. We kinda went a little bit overboard. <laughs> we was having so much fun. We didn't realize that we like to close these things off and then recalibrate and come back and start over. So Hand it over to you. <laughs> so this this topic, I want to say the topic we chose, but I promise you this topic has chosen us. <laughs> yes. It, it, it definitely has yeah. more than once. Yeah, this topic has chosen and us. And it's kind of been beating our door down for like yeah. a week. <laughs> so when we first started Hood Queens, um, we started with the episode called Procrastination and Loss. And procrastination and loss really touched on me and Tia's life at the time. Um, both stalling out on things that we wanted to do, losing our moms, and uh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, we lost between. our moms months back to back. Yeah, months. Yeah, it was like your mom passed away <laughs> November. in November. My mom passed away in February. Yeah. So it was like one left and another <laughs> one left, and it was like fuck. Yeah. So that's what we started at, and. In the midst of us dealing with that, even up until this day, we've talked about also our challenges in our relationship with our moms. But not even just our moms, but just in life, period. Both being teen moms, all these different aspects that we've kind of come to to where our episodes are today. The, the freeness that we speak about in these episodes. Right, obstacles that we've had to overcome. <laughs> and so... Um, while we've been um, doing the IG lives, the topic of childhood trauma had come up. Yeah, I think on our first episode, I think our yeah. first, no, it was, it was, it was our second, second one. one. It was our second one because the first one was a mess. Our first <laughs> oh, Instagram God. live was a mess. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the second one. And so we thought about doing the episode on childhood trauma, like when we did the first season. But at that time, we both were not in a space or place we were to still mentally, grieving. yeah, to mentally even touch it. We were still grieving the loss of our parents, you know, and, and having that set in. And then approaching Mother's Day was coming up. So it was just like all this stuff playing because I think our first episode was what, May 1st? Yeah. So it was like we did that mother, the Mother's Day episode a couple, of, what, a couple of weeks prior to us doing the procrastination and loss one. So it was just like opening up a, a can of worms of now I have to deal with this yeah. and, and figuring out how to package that in a way where you can deal with it in a, in a healthy manner. So we definitely, like she said, you know, this, this topic has been in the background for over a year. And so now coming of age today, like we said on the live about our second live, I think we've done what, four? Four. So we did four lives. So the second live towards the end of the conversation, we started Somebody brought up a comment about childhood trauma. We didn't really get to dig into it, right. but a couple of people did respond saying how they noticed stuff about them as an adult that was definitely affected by things that happened to them as, as a child. Um, actually, and then, so that was the second one, but then when we did number three, Sex, Tale, and Cocktails, right. we had that come up again yeah. towards the end of Sex, Tale, and Cocktails, and 
we started off the conversation talking about one topic and then by the time we got to the end and we were closing out somebody brought up the ramifications that someone has experienced to then turn into an adult that you're now possibly giving random oral sex doing random things like that somebody brought up so what happens to this young person male or female in their childhood that then brings them to be that kind of adult and as we were ending it we we're like oh that's childhood trauma right <laughs> but we're not talking about that at the moment right so we cut and it off again is, because the fat cat combo section is supposed to be the fun part of hood queens <laughs> and even though this season we kind of went off the grid with how we originally wanted to structure how our episodes played out which was originally it was like the Hood Queens Monday episode is our serious episode, and yeah. we're going to keep it like that, and then we'll have fun on the Fat Cat combo section. So this season, we kind of was like, that don't work. We mm -hmm. put ourselves in a box, and you can tell we put ourselves in a box, and we didn't really get to shine as much as we wanted to shine. And I think that play in, that shows in how much viewership that we've gotten mm -hmm. over the course of the last past couple mm -hmm. of months. So it was like when you when you look at that aspect and then we was like, okay, we're gonna start talking, we're gonna keep it to where fat cats do tackle some some issues that we see on the day to day, but we're not gonna say we can't say this or we can't say that yeah. in this episode. So it was like when they kept bringing up childhood trauma on the fat cats because now people get to see you. Yeah. See, when we do the pre recorded episodes you can't ask me questions. Yeah. You can't bring up a topic. So when you do the hook, the fat cats, it was just like, now they're asking this shit. Now they're like, no, well, how you feel about this? Well, how you feel about that? And it was like, okay, y'all, like, let's bring it back. We're talking about doggy style and none of it. We don't want to, we don't want to hear about childhood trauma. But we, like she said, like every, Every live after that first one, it always either begin the the second one ended with childhood trauma, and it was like people came back that next week ready to tackle. Well, how do you feel about this? And then, like you said, you know, and then we kind of, you know, we answered it to to the best that we could without going too far off topic. But unfortunately, me and Rose have dealt with our own childhood trauma, so it's like it, it was almost like those topics and those questions was picking at a scab that never really quite healed but it it it, it created that extra layer of skin over like it's yeah. not bleeding but it's still a little open it's there, it's there. you know it ain't healed so we was like whoo we're not ready for that so then it was like the following week then it, it kind of went it, it, it went on again so it was just like now it's like now we see it on social media Every day, somebody put something up about childhood trauma. And it wasn't even about us. It wasn't even like people who were we, following us. We didn't us. even say what that we were going to talk about this. It None. just kept coming up so much that I was like, I think day after like, we day. have to address it somehow. So this stuff on social media has definitely been a whole nother... A whole nother <laughs> eye-opener. It has really opened me up to... I always knew that trauma happened... To most people in their childhood because that's where you're most vulnerable at right and people look at childhood trauma as sexual and it ain't always sexual no. it could be mental it could be emotional yeah it could be physical you know what i'm saying so it's like people have so many different layers of childhood trauma and i think that when we think about that and we think about 
sexual abuse, especially with childhood mm-hmm. trauma, we give females, we give young girls all the attention and we put the men on the back burner like it can't happen to you because you're a boy or because you're a man. And you and we really didn't realize how much that affects you as a man to be introduced to sex so early in life and who's introducing you to it. Yeah. That they they get most men have over the week I have figured out that most men think that that's a rite of passage. That that's what your life revolves around like you you having to be in, introduced into that that aspect and it is frightening how many people has been molested and don't look at it as molestation. And I definitely I was very thankful that the men in my timeline whether they agreed disagreed um as far as little boosie's situation just being yeah. explicit about him yeah um if you have if you hear this and you don't know who little boosie is believe me we don't either but <laughs> right he's just having to be on the internet right but he made the comment now, mr wipe him down so he made this comment a long time ago. a long no he made the comment that he did it recently mm-hmm. but a long time ago he said that for his son's birthday he would do it and they go did you do it he was like no nah, no nah, i'm just joking if he wanted that i would but i'm just joking but his recent comment was that yeah i did it yeah and it, she was grown 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 up to blah, blah, blah. Right, but, right right so he made it like the the old comment was this is what i would do but i ain't gonna do and it was kind of like right. trying to be shy now it's like no this is what i'm doing ask all of them my nephews and my sons ask them all and so i didn't have men on my timeline saying anything about it and i don't know if that's good or bad because sometimes i need you to speak up and say this is bad we need you to say that this is bad because women we automatically get emotionally involved and go off and click clack click clack click clack click clack click yeah and i had to realize that not every comment is worth the reaction and no because because you know because the thing is though i I always felt like social media, as long as you're not being disrespectful, there's nothing wrong with you having a, a, a back and forth, right? But then when you see that the back and forth is not really getting nowhere and that people is really starting to take offense to what you're saying, then it's like, now it's time for me to backtrack out of it because I'm not about to be on... I can't see you about nothing. If you say something extremely disrespectful, I'm going to want to see you about something. Yeah, you're not we're, not, we're not, we're not going to do that. Me. Yeah, so it was like... I've, I've noticed that even with, when you do try to get people who believe that what he said was right to understand why it isn't, that was even offensive. Yeah. Then it was almost like, oh, I, I was told like, oh, you only looking at it from one side. It is only one side. That one side is the child. Yeah. The problem is, especially in childhood trauma, people are so concerned with protecting the adult. The adult can make the decision whether they want to or whether they don't want to participate in certain shit. Kids, on the other hand, they're so moldable. You can get them to believe anything if you if you put a little bit of love behind it. Yeah, you know and what I'm saying? saying? Just like you said earlier, it's not always about sexual. No. It's not always about sexual because I've seen parents who berate their children with explicit language, yeah. and then will turn around and. Oh, but that's, I did the best I can. Oh, you grown now. Right. And it's Get like, over it. yeah, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. That's just as bad. And I mean, not just as bad as an act, 
but just as bad as damaging to the child oh, that it you take it. away their ability to say something happened to me. Right. And you go, well, this is what we did. This is what we did as adults. You as a child, you just kind of went through it. But right. you didn't deal with it like we did. And it's like... But that happens in most... No, you can't, you can't do that. You right. can't strip them of the ability to say, I don't care if this happened to me if I was 10 and now I'm 30, but I'm feeling the ramifications now. Because nobody ever addressed it. <laughs> yeah, like, because now I'm trying to figure out, why do I do this? Why do I pop on? Why am I scared when somebody... Why would somebody come talking to me loud? Why does it take me to somewhere? Right. Oh, because when I was 10, my mom yelled at me and beat me. And right. then I ended up in foster care. And then and the this happened, the, 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 the train of events. Yeah. The train of events. Because what happens is, once, once it's, it's almost like once one obstacle get thrown at you. Now, as long as nobody takes you off that obstacle course yeah. and say it's not right... It's not right that you're having to travel through these 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 twists and turns mm-hmm. in life. Let me help you straighten out this, you know, this issue that you're having. Because they're too afraid to look in the mirror to see what the fuck is going on with them. That's why you see a lot of times, especially in sexual abuse, where you have a, a girl maybe finally get to the point where she wants to talk about it. And then she blows up and she talks about it. And then the person who allowed this shit to happen would justify by saying, oh, well, my daddy did this to me, yeah. or they did this to me. Well, how the hell did it make you fucking yeah. feel? Now did it make you feel me. good? We're not talking about you. Right. <laughs> because now now you, you're you using your childhood trauma to justify why you allowed that childhood trauma to continue. It don't yeah. have to be a generational thing. Yeah. That's not a rite of passage. It ain't, okay, if you haven't been abused as a kid, then you ain't no woman. Yeah. That's kind of what you're telling me. When and you sit like, there and no. say, oh, well, how this dare you? This happened to me. Look at me. Look at me. Bitch, yeah, you fucked look up. look at you. <laughs> look at you. Exactly. This is the point. The fact that you sitting up here, you ain't finding no fault in this. Yeah. Look at you. That's the problem. And it's like, even when it ain't, when it's not, not ain't. <laughs> even when it is that not. That cat came out. Yeah. Even when it is not sexual abuse. Right. There is still always a host of people around who no one steps up and says anything. And they allow the child to so, deal with what, whatever, if the parent is just a parent who curses them out, if the parent is some form of addict, if the parent is whatever the parent is doing, it's wrong. Right. It's wrong and nobody steps in. And then when the child ends up with all kind of issues and stuff. That kid is crazy. They crazy <laughs> or they'll go, now we knew what she was doing or he was right. doing to him. So but nobody none, wanted to help. But none of y'all said nothing. Nobody stepped in and said nothing. Nobody stepped in and said nothing. Nobody thought, oh, this ain't safe. We need to do. Nobody says you anything. Wa- you watch this person's life yeah. crumble in front of your own and eyes. don't make it. Don't make it. Oh, they like, whoa, look at you. You done made it. That didn't really hurt you, did it? Look at you. Look at look, you. Look good on you. Right. I know that's how it was. And then they but say, look at you. Right. You didn't let it break you. No, bitch. <laughs> I'm about to break you. I'm I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm just I'm believe just, me. Look, I'm I'm held together by a thread. <laughs> and you about to bust it loose right now. But, yeah, it's, but it's, it's like, like it goes yeah, it you, goes into that. And it's like they give the kids uh this superhero complex that you're supposed to carry because you've endured all of this. And it's like that doesn't mean they don't need a space to drop that off. Right. And I'm gonna say they I'm gonna say we because I'm one of those. That doesn't mean we don't need a space 
to drop it off. We have to be able to unload that. And it really in a safe space yeah, though. And it's irritating when the adults in your life try to shut it down. Yeah. Or try to like I said, oh that's what we did the best we could, blah blah. No, you finna hear my side of the story. No, nah, right. And I gl- I'm glad that's the best you could. And guess what? Nobody's faulting you for that. But if I'm telling you this is bothering me now mm-hmm. and I'm old enough to actually comprehend what I went through and right. formulate what I want to say, don't tell me there's no value in it. But that's the scariest part. Yeah. It's unraveling this product that you don't even know what's going to come out. Yeah. That's the scary part of Opening it. Opening stuff inside of you. Right. To that's get the the scary stuff out. Because you have so many people who, who've tried to suppress your own pain yeah. that you don't know how to unwrap it. Because it's almost like you you wish there was a set of directions to tell you that this was fragile. Yeah. You know, like handle with care. But when you, when you tuck a person's pain, you don't know how to unpack it. Yeah. Because guess what? I'm clumsy. Because I don't know that this is this fragile. Yeah. Because just like, even when I had to really look at my own shit, it was like, I didn't know all this stuff was going to fall out of it. You know what I'm saying? And then every fucking time I talk to somebody different, everybody has their version of what happened, but nobody has ever talked to me about it. It's like, how the fuck do y'all sit there and look me in my face and say, I love you, cousin. I love you. I won't even say sister because I say sister, brother. We we we've handled and internalized what happened mm-hmm. to me, so it's not daughter. How do yeah. you say that? How do you say I love you and know my pain? Know that y'all brainwashed it and never addressed it, and then sit there and look at me in my face and smile. Yeah, I think that's some of the most disrespectful shit. So, like you said, you don't know how to open it. You don't know how to to address it because. Everybody has, especially in, like I said, I can only talk for my case, but everybody has treated it like it was the plague. Yeah. So nobody is talking and y'all want to wait until I'm grown. Yeah. It's like, and then I'm trying to get, I'm trying to piece it together. So, like now, I so now what I thought was, was my reality wasn't my reality. Mm-hmm. You trying to tell me that y'all actually put me through the chop shop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I thought I just went, I just cruised through the grocery store. <laughs> now I'm realizing y'all had me yeah, in the meat, the, the, the meat department grinding. So it's like. You have to be careful when you when you deal when you have a child that's dealing with certain things. And I'm not saying that adults are eliminated from it because you can have you can have trauma in your adulthood. But a lot of this shit comes from childhood shit. And when it's childhood oh, shit, you're supposed to grow out of it. Oh, right. you got older. You grow oh, out of clothes. Oh, you more mature. No, you grow out of shoes. Yeah. You don't grow out of emotions. What happens is that emotion evolves into something. Yeah. And right? And then you start looking for there's shit. something that trigger it. Yep. You can have it on the back burner all this time. Yep. And then something come along one day, then cut on some switch that you didn't even know existed because it's been buried inside of you. Buried inside of you by those who surround you. And that. then you go, what is that? Why am I? Did I? Because <laughs> you get people come back, man, do you know such and such, such and such, 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 and such like, you? Like, you lost it. I did. We was hanging out drinking. We was laughing and then... <laughs> she just went off. You she went just off. went off. And then they always, and they label, <laughs> and usually the one that they label the crazy one in your family or the one that's unstable or that quiet one that don't never talk to nobody. Don't them, come around. Don't come around. Them are usually the ones who 
have endured the most childhood trauma because now your family trying to hide you they don't really want they don't want to see your feelings they don't want to see you hurt and they know if they put the wrong group of people in the same room family secrets may just start dropping out so it's like you really have to be careful how you how you deal with it and you cannot yourself condone that behavior even like just going back to the boosie situation in one of the comment sections of one of the threads that somebody had posted up, the guy had made the comment that Boosie don't need jail. He don't need... Because my, my thing was, that's molestation. If you a grown man and you're paying... Like, and we don't even have to argue that fact. Like, that's, right. that's it. Legally, that's molestation. That's molestation. Child is under 18. You're an adult. It's molestation. Boom. Right. And you're and you're and you're facilitating it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, so you're now paying you got a whole for bunch a of other grown stuff. woman. Pedophilia. All kinds of shit. You you're you're paying for a grown woman to come and give your son, 13 and 14, oral sex. Because you yourself is scared that you don't want your 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 son to become a homosexual. So you want to sit there and you think that put pushing heterosexual behavior on him is going to make it's going to somehow be the magic pill to his sexuality if that's what he wants to do he's going to do that whether you have a female suck his dick from the front back side or side if anything you may you may get him to the point where he's scared of the opposite sex yeah so we, we we're breaking that part down and then the man had made i said i think any person who participates in child molestation or the trafficking of child molestation or any type of pedophilia i feel like that person either needs to go to they need to either be cuffed or carried by six pure point blank something is wrong with you and if you don't feel like nothing is wrong with that then that's a sickness on your own part so he's saying that's what's wrong with black women is that we don't support the black man and that um boosie is a product of his environment he don't need jail he needs help i said being a product of your environment i'm like i was i was molested as a child that didn't make me go around molesting everybody or having sexual fucking uh, uh uh relationships with children or even looking at children in that light because I knew what happened to me was wrong as fuck. So I didn't go around and say, okay, oh, this this type of behavior is okay. I said, so what would have been the difference if it was a young lady? What if, what if I came on and I said, I'm paying grown men to come and give my my daughter head. I'm, I'm paying these grown ass men to come give my 13 and 14 year old child. I want him to come eat her pussy. If I sit there and say some shit like that, motherfuckers will look at me like I'm the wicked witch from the fucking West. Like, what kind of shit? Because we look at childhood trauma different when it, when genders are involved. When it's a young lady getting raped or molested, we look at that like that's some horrible shit. Like, the dude need to get put underneath the jail. But then if you, if you switch it around and it's a woman who's molesting or raping the young man, we like, it's not that bad. And it's all, yeah. it, it all comes from that whole penetration aspect, right? Because if you a boy getting molested, you're receiving pleasure. Even though it may be confusing to you, it is no pain behind They're it. They're activating something that naturally is a natural response for you. Right. So but for young that, women... Yeah. They young, cannot want to be involved at all. Right. And then now she's being penetrated. So that makes that act even more gruesome, right? Because it could be painful. It could cause scarring, all kinds of shit. Anybody can tell you your first time having sex 
it can be a little bit traumatic anyway, whether you wanted it or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could have wanted it, and depending on who you're having it with, like we had this conversation earlier, depending on how they treated your virginity, you know, they could have went easy on you or it could have been a little bit rough because they don't have, because as a kid, you don't have that mindset to go easy. You just want what you want. Yeah. But that goes behind me saying, for women, sex can be different when you talk about trauma. But that don't take away from that young man being traumatized as a kid sexually either. Yeah, because when when that happens, first of all, you're you're a young man, and those emotions and feelings are going to come anyway. Right. You're going to have where they get the sporadic erections. You're going to have where they have wet drinks. That right. naturally happens. So then you're exposed to a woman who's extremely advanced in sexual aspects. Right. So it hypersexualizes you yep. because you're looking for that sex. That Just like any grown man. Yeah. You get some good sex, you're calling the lady back. Hey, hey man, hey, what you doing? You right. want to go to dinner? You want and some Everybody show? you fuck with after yeah. that, you comparing it to that, that shit that you got before. Yeah. And when she's free again, because if you don't get her, you go. <laughs> she free, you're going to cancel everybody else. Right. And say, hey, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I got these shoes, and I got to go see this woman. And I'll be back. So, but you're exposing a boy to that. Right. That has, they don't have that idea of how you regulate your sexual experience. How do you move on and go find somebody else if this person says no? Because I'm paying for it, so whatever I want to do. I can do. I can do. And Tia used a good word, sexual deviant. Because he's talking about he's paying for them to give him oral sex. Who knows what else they doing? They doing, right. Because it can't stop right there. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna put the gas in the car and not drive it. And it's like and we can go and spread that story far wider than what he's But I'm gonna tell you how sick the mind is. Yeah. Because Boosie ain't gonna tell us that he paid these girls to fuck them. Yeah. Because giving head ain't really you know head don't count. You know that's how that's how That's how they think. That's how men think. Head don't count. Right? Yes, head counts. And look, and I won't even say men because women do the same women thing. Women do too. They'd be like, oh, I, I, I didn't suck the man off, but he didn't have, have sex. What? Bitch, then that was a waste of time. You put a, a raw penis in your throat? <laughs> Not a raw one. <laughs> but you then you're talking about you getting it. Huh? Your throat, it go to your stomach and what? your lungs and all you're that. That's what the throat go to. You put a raw But you up here bragging, talking about how they right. And actually, For I've one. seen where young girls... Have been told that that yes. by other women. No, that don't count, girl. That count. What? That is. You can get gonorrhea in your throat no. just like you can get in your vagina. Look, you, you same may, gonorrhea. You may think it's strep throat. Yeah, same <laughs> gonorrhea, same chlamydia. You can get it with the, all the membranes. Wherever, yeah. wherever that secretion goes, yeah. you can get it. It's an orifice. But it's and and that's a, a whole nother thing of how. Like and we that's a whole nother subject. But just to finish the comment that i'll say that's a whole nother thing of how sex is preached to women are girls versus boys how different it is how they could really sit up there and think these are two different things some woman told me it's two different things right it's not bad to do that because i'm not doing that you can't get me pregnant like that and da 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 you know somebody has to tell them that it's crazy because i was watching uh it's a show called married at first sight yeah i've seen uh, so the latest season i haven't really watched it i don't know if they got a new season out but one of the seasons the couple the girl was a virgin 
I, I just did the air quotes. Y'all, y'all can't see me, but she's a virgin. So, she didn't want to have sex until she was married. So, you know, in Married at First Sight, they get married right away. Yeah. So, then, you know, so she, she was preaching about her virginity. She was preaching about how, you know, she's religious. Her family is religious. She wanted to remain whole and she wanted to get to know him before she gives him her her vagina she didn't want to be she didn't want to get intimate with him or no, nothing else i was like th- throughout this show i'm like something ain't right with her you know what i'm saying like it's weird because when they talk about sex she reverts to a kid place yeah it's like you know she she gets real timid and she really gets emotional behind it come to find out she didn't gave head before but she ain't never had vaginal sex so she's feeling like she's still pure because she hasn't had vaginal sex, but she it was okay for her to be out there sucking dick. I was like, what? Yeah, well, look, that story just proved what I just said. Yeah, so because it's like... Because someone had to feed her that. Exactly. That, that's okay. That's but, not... But I'm also telling you it. where that shit can happen too at is... I've heard people's story about their own personal childhood trauma. Where the person who was traumatizing them, that's what they were doing with them. It was all oral. It wasn't. He never penetrated her, but he would he would perform oral sex on yeah. her. He would have her performing oral sex on him, and he was telling her that it don't count. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we didn't do anything. We're just doing this, this, and that. So she's been taught that that's your vagina has more value than your mouth. So if you do it, it's just like okay, you know that's that don't count, but it does. But that too. Anybody who has that mindset, you have to think that shit comes from somewhere. Yeah. So it's like unwrapping this whole issue of childhood trauma and seeing how people respond to it, seeing how men have taken themselves out the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like when you sit there and you proud that you was thirteen year old, thirteen years old, getting sucked off by a grown woman or getting sex from a grown woman you've removed yourself from that that conversation not realizing because i remember one of the persons who had said something similar to that he was saying i said okay well how many you know like what's your relationships be like you can't even maintain relationships though because of this childhood trauma you've yeah, been you've you been choose not to but you choose not to understand address it. that that is a part of that exactly yeah Exactly. It's, it's a part it's, of the change. It's almost how uh, it's it's almost it's almost you could go you could go a couple of different ways when you when you deal with sexual trauma as a kid. You know, you can either revert to substances to to mask the shame and the embarrassment that you feel from the act alone. You could go out in this world and be hypersexualized mm-hmm. and become a sexual deviant, or you could become a shell of a person. Yep. Neither one of these fucking characteristics is a positive aspect. You know what I'm saying? And either one, whichever avenue you chose to take, you still need somewhere to unpack this fucking baggage. Because even though you're a shell and you're not really out there doing X, Y, and Z, but you're still suffering silence. Yeah, because you're still not, it's still stopping you. That's right. It's preventing you from moving to whatever the next phases of life. So you say, I'm shut off from people. But I'm yep. okay with that. No, it's not okay to be not, shut off from people. Right. You need to be able to talk to people. So I'm hypersexualized. 
But I'm cool being single. I'm cool with not ever having and a relationship. I'm, and I'm cool with bouncing from one yeah, situation yeah. to another because and I'm cool. I'm a cool by myself. Exactly. It's like no, you're really not cool by yourself. But, but you, you told, told yourself, yourself that. Yeah. That it's okay. I always got somebody. I always got the next person. So I'm good. Yep. And so it's like you. Then when you become that person, but then you have your fourth person. So we we already discussed those three. Then you have that person who mirrors the fucking trauma yeah. that was placed on them onto on the other, other people. people. Yeah. Because hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. Right? So it's like when you see somebody suffering like that, be an ear. You know what I'm saying? But when you are actively involved in that, figure out how to 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 settle it because when you sit there and you watch a kid be abused, which, whichever way it is, whether it was sexual, physical, emotional, and you verbal, do, verbal yeah. if you do not, I think as a family member, especially as an adult in that family, it's almost your responsibility to step in and say, hey, hold up. I know for me, um, I dealt with a lot of verbal abuse growing up, mm -hmm. um, dealing with my mom. It was just the way she talked. Right. Like, as I grew up, she talked to everybody like that. Right. And I don't think there was ever a point where somebody was like, hey, that ain't how you should talk. They just said, that's how that's, she talks. That's, that's who she is. That's who she is. Because as I got older, uh, you ain't going to talk to me like that. Right. And we found mutual respect. Right. But I had to become a grown woman. To do it. For her to understand, yeah, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. But when I see other people try to verbally attack a kid, or talk, I will step in. Like, uh. What is the problem? Right, right. Why are y'all saying this? Why are y'all doing this? Because those people, I realize, when they are doing it, they are doing it in the moment. Right. They will move on. That child is left a shell of a person. Yep. And she's in the holding, moment. And they're holding it in. I've seen little boys. I've seen little girls end up looking like docile puppies because their eyes are drooping. Their body language is drooping. Because you've that adult has pretty much sucked the life whatever respect or confidence or whatever they had in themselves prior to them, the adult opening their mouth, they sucked it out and then they move on with their day. Like right. it's like they took the power from the child to make themselves feel Self better, better. And now they go on. Because they're, they're recharged. Because they're hurt themselves. Because <laughs> when you sit there and go out your way to verbally assault someone, <laughs> it's 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 really a reaction that you're having from something that happened to you. And you pick on the most vulnerable, vulnerable. person near you. You ain't gonna go and talk to that adult like that. Or yeah. if you do, you may it may be, you know, consequences and repercussions behind it. But I can I can pick on this kid. And this kid can't do shit. It depends on me. Yeah. So what you gonna do? Some kids will run away. Or some kids will, will, will look towards other, you know, things to kind of fill the void that you're giving them. But yeah. you pick on the most vulnerable person the most vulnerable person near you. And that's usually a kid. And now that kid have to figure out not only do they have to go through their own metamorphosis. It from childhood to adulthood, but now they gotta do that transformation with hella fucking baggage that you're giving them. Yeah, because you also have to think the childhood trauma that these adults give these kids. The kids also have to go out into the world where kids are cruel. If if you do, you cause your child trauma, and in the mix of that is also a drug addiction or this, that, and the other. 
now the kid has to deal with possibly not having the adequate things they need meaning that when they get into the presence of other kids they're now teased about that, that yep. and adults really do not look back enough to see this is what I did right and are they okay I, with saying they wrong it about doing some shit? To you to help you clean it up. Right. Because yeah. I, me- I messed, I it, messed up, it up. I messed it up. But I'm not really dealing with it. Right. Because when I dealt with it was when it happened. It yep. happened at that time. And I moved on. And I lived my life. And I'm living La Vida Loca. Right. And so now when I'm looking at you coming into your own adulthood. And I see that the things that I did to contribute to your trauma is now plaguing your life. I owe it to you. To say, this happened, let me help you get over it. Right. That does not happen enough. No. And it, and it has people like myself who had to figure it out on their own. Man. I'm thankful that I am where I am. Being able to have health insurance, to go get therapy, to do all those right. things for myself. But there are so many people who are out there getting high every day. Yep. Probably nasty. going to work, got kids, got family, but just is stuck in a slump of doing something that they know ain't no good for them. Right. But it makes it feel better. It makes it feel better. It's a pa- it's a whatever pa- it is. It's, it feels it's better. It's helping you pass. Yeah. Pass the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it gets to a point where you've heard it for so long. And you've suffered for so long. You almost start to... If you don't unpack it correctly, you start to believe that you deserve the shit that's coming towards you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, for people who have to deal with this type of trauma, they're usually scared to bring it up because they don't want to be looked at like, oh, you're lying. That never happened. Or blah, blah, blah. Because usually, the person that creates this trauma is usually somebody who the family adores or somebody that you know, everybody likes or something like that. And they don't want to believe that about this person. The family is well aware. Exactly. And so, I think it sometimes even be a person who the family just ain't going to say nothing to. Right. It's like, this person going to pop off. They going to do this. Nah, we ain't going to get involved. We see it, but we ain't getting involved. It's definitely, it's it's a sad um, cycle. You know, it's it's a sad cycle. And... This whole Boosie conversation kind of brought it, it kind of opened up a whole lot of old wounds that you really didn't realize that people look at people don't look at molestation the right way. And I know we talk a lot about different childhood traumas, but for me, it was sexual, you know. And then we, we had some verbal in there because after the sexual, you have the guilt of everybody else who. Yeah didn't unpack your your shit correctly and now they're they're projecting on you because they don't want you to ask certain questions so they make them uh they make them a unattractive a unattractive person to talk to yeah because every time i talk to you it's an argument or i'm getting berated you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm not going to talk to you about that and even though for them, that's satisfying because okay, I've 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 done what I need to do, so they have stopped coming to me, talking yeah, to me. To, to but now for that person who wanted on. to talk, they have nobody to talk to. They have nowhere yeah. to go. They have nowhere to answer those questions. So it's like it becomes a point where now it's like I look at how people look at it, and motherfuckers don't give a shit about how these kids are being brought up. No, that is not good. Whether it's a boy or a girl, 
it is not good for a parent to push sex on their child. You supposed to push education. Yeah. You supposed to push love, unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? Get your kids to be free spirited. You know, enlighten them on some shit about life. Yeah, I know. One of my biggest things for my kids is that I. I know the things that I have taken on in my childhood, the different things I dealt with, as far as parents being addicts, the abuse yep. that did take place, and I made a stance with myself that I will do my damnedest to have my kids get through their life as far as me having to raise them with the least amount of trauma possible. possible. Yeah. Caused by me. Right. Caused by me. And whatever somebody else is doing outside of that, I will protect them 110,000% against someone who I believe is causing them some kind of trauma. Right. And see, for me, I think because what happened to me happened when I was five. Yeah. And because nobody addressed it with me, I grew up thinking that this was a a bad dream i'm not gonna go too much into it because i know we're gonna do this in two parts but it's like they left me at five yeah so now it's like even though i'm 36 mentally I to a certain to degree five. i go back to yeah. five that's my that's my not necessarily my safe space but that's my go-to and then raising ariana that was the main thing that i wanted to protect her from was sexual abuse so i made the conscious decision not to bring men around her you know what i'm saying not to really leave her at family members houses or too many people houses i'm like i had the kid i have to i have to to i have to protect her when ariana turned five i got petrified i started having those nightmares again so it was like it got to the point where it was like shit I got so caught up in just trying to make sure that she didn't get that type of trauma i didn't protect her from other shit yeah you know what I'm saying? So it was like from the emotional trauma. She, even though she never had to go through that. But she had to deal with a mother who was still stuck at five. Yeah. Still trying to fucking figure out her life. Still trying to to be... It was almost like a kid trying to raise a kid that ain't never growing up. Yeah. And what people sort of realize is that when you have situations like that, you have to think about that. This child that y'all let that y'all allowed to be abused and swept under the rug that child has to go out there in this world and try to become productive yep so it's like now i'm a kid raising a kid but i don't have the tools that i need so it's like now you gotta now you're fighting everything you're, you're fighting against motherhood you're fighting against uh um childhood you, you're fighting against you know learning things about yourself what makes you happy that's why i say as a parent pushing sex on your child should be the last fucking thing educating them about it is one thing but actually freaking trafficking your own child yeah that's a whole nother fucking layer of sick perverted shit kids do not need to deal with sex right now Especially in their, their early teens. Look at me. I'm a fucking teenage mother. Because I dabbled in sex when I was fucking too young to even make a goddamn 
conscious decision about life. Yeah. And my repercussions wasn't AIDS. It wasn't an STD. It was 18 years plus of responsibility. That is something a child should never have to be subjected to. Kids should not have to worry about taking care of kids. So it's like I made the decision to have sex at an early age. I got pregnant with my daughter when she was when I was 15. Had her at 16. But I got pregnant at 15. When did I start having sex though? Yeah. Because nobody wanted to talk to T about sex. Because if you talk to T about sex, then what happened to her before may come up. Yeah, because now you got to detail what is even bringing this about possibly. Exactly. Now, now you got to go dig. Now it. you got to dig. Yeah. So it's like now you got this kid who done got pregnant. Now she's about to raise another kid. Nobody thought that, hold on, maybe we need to sit her down. We need to sit her down and talk to her because... You know, now this is this is becoming too much. So it's like you got to be careful when you're dealing with kids who's going through trauma. When you see that you as an adult, especially as a member of that family, you should help that child to unpack that shit because they carry it. Yes, they do. And when you don't when you don't unpack it and you treat it like it's uh it's something that you can just sweep under the rug, but that kid still love their family. Even through that pain, they bring that shit to other relationships, though. And then it's only becoming an adult that you find out sometimes the people who you love the most, most. are the people who actually hurt you. Yep. But since they never said anything, you only knew one way to think of that person. I know I love them. Yep. But then you find out this person who you love is also the person who allowed this to happen to go on or was a part of it yeah there was a part of it and even if they didn't allow it they never spoke up right they watched it happen for years on end and then they probably came around and tried to always be the friendly face that showed up and so you are led to believe this person tried to take this person care but then the veil comes off comes off and you see who's been behind it the whole time or a part of it and you're like So you knew my story? You knew? And you never said nothing? And you didn't say nothing? And the scariest part about that is that because you've been loving this person all your life, but then you find out that the most painful part of your life, this person either was in connection to it or or didn't address it. Then you come come to the point where you like, do I bring it up because I don't want to lose this person as my whoever you know like this is i love this person this is this is this i y'all all i knew yeah so do i bring this up and ruin what i have or is it you know like it's a fucked up place to be in yeah so we kind of been rambling around about we we have 46 minutes um part one definitely is just the interlude to um who tia and rose really is um, our aspect, our thought process when it comes to dealing with childhood trauma and understanding that gender plays no role in any kid being mis- misled or being abused, mistreated because kids can't vocalize what's right and wrong. The adults in the, the adults that's in those children's lives owe it to that kid to put them in the best position that they can put them in. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, if you're if you're a parent and you're pushing sex to your kid and you're orchestrating sexual escapades for your child, you're toxic. You need to go and seek some help, and you really need to reevaluate what you think being a parent is, because it's not to guide your child's sexual orientation. 
It's to give them a safe place to grow and you to nurture them in the best way you can. And if they make that decision later on in life to love them past your own hurt. I say one of my biggest things from the little boozy situation and just parents, period, who have a strongness with the kids possibly becoming um, or them being homophobic, the parent being homophobic to the point where I'm okay with everybody else being homosexual, but I don't want it to happen to my, my kid. kid. Yep. So exposing them sexually to things that you think will drive them a certain way, that could, doesn't help. And it could and drive them. Well, well, what it will do, it will drive them away from you. Yep. Because if they still choose to have sex with whatever you've provided them with, and they go and do that, and then they still choose to want to have a same-sex relationship, what it will do is have them hide it from you. Yep. And they will live a facade. I know plenty of men and women who have lived a facade. And when they got into their older age, you know, mid-30s, almost right. 40, they hit the switch. Yeah. They hit the switch because now they're at the point like, I didn't hear this from you, but you ain't been paying my bills in all these years. But in their head, they were so locked in the thought that I don't want to disappoint my parent, my mom, or my daddy. Some people wait until their parent die. Yep. To then go live their life. So it's mm -hmm. like, as we're ending this, you know, this episode off and definitely plan to dig deeper in episode two, is just to really uh, put the word out that all these things you're doing when you're giving your kids trauma, it doesn't guarantee you any direction in their life. Nope. Whatever you're trying to give them fear from, whether it's you verbally abusing them because you're like, I don't want you to let people talk to you like this. So mm -hmm. when I talk to you like this, don't ever let... You gon' you can lead them to those people. Yep. So it's like really because they being love aware. you, and then because they love you, and that's the behavior you giving them. Yeah. They take on that behavior and say, "Okay, this is the type of love that I respond to." And even without looking for it, even because you go, they'll be they'll be in some oh, kind of relationship. Toxic shit, fine. And then you'll be like, people, because people will be looking at you like, "How are you with this person? They cussing you out." Yep. And they be like, "Oh no, it's okay." But then when you find out, like, oh, they was raised. Like, she just like, like that. that or he just like that. Yeah. That's why that's a toxic mindset to allow people to abuse you and then deem it like, oh, that's just that how that person is. Yeah. Nah. 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 So. With that, look. Look, with perfect. that being said. <laughs> In true hood queen fashion, like we say, we appreciate all the support that we've been giving you. Well, been giving you. That you've been giving us. And we just want to continue to grow this podcast. We do want to cap this off. We will take a brief break, but we'll still be active in our social media. But we do want to cap this season off so we can kind of dig deeper into the next level of what Hook Queen Square could be. So we definitely look forward to you guys taking this ride with us. Uh, we want you guys to continue, you know, giving us y'all feedback. We feed off of that. Um, and give us our, whether it's a critique or whether it's a praise, we take them both. So, I don't know if you want to say anything else. And that's my rant. I know. I think Tia said it. Hood Queen Squares is out. out.